Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Insanity. Uh, today, I bring on someone who definitely runs a unique league. Uh, Jeff Davison, thanks for joining me. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, doing great. Thanks. So before we get into that league, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you jo- how you got into fantasy football and fantasy sports. You know, when did you start playing fantasy football? Uh, so it was probably late 90s, around the college. Um, kind of, I mean, football was definitely my first and favorite fantasy sport because uh, it was definitely a sport I followed the most. I did, I, I, I mean, there were years where I actually did – Hockey, basketball, baseball. I did the other ones just to kind of have fun with friends, but football was the one I was really into. I was the one kind of running those leagues and pestering people and, you know, trying things. So so did you start out as the commish or did you start out in a league that was commissioned by somebody else first? I, yeah, I always started out as the, the commish or at least co-commish. I was that guy. Yeah, hey, no, there's there's – there's nothing wrong with being that guy. That guy is uh, has been a guest on this podcast many, many times. Yeah. And and people end up people end up enjoying what that guy ends up doing. So uh, yeah. I I am also that guy. Uh, so <laughs> I I completely understand exactly yeah. what you mean by that. Uh, so you know when 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 you started playing that was just I assume redraft, correct? Yeah, it wasn't actually until a few years ago that I I got into dynasty. I actually. I actually took some time off from fantasy football, which all my friends thought I was nuts. They were all still asking me for advice, but I actually took a few years off from fantasy football and fantasy sports in general. Uh, I actually wasn't getting people in my leagues that I thought were as committed as I was, or I was getting like half the people or whatever. And I was just like, you know, rather than get upset with people, I just took a break. You know, I talked to people. I still, you know, looked up what was going on. But I took a break, and then uh, I talked to a couple people, and they were like, have you heard about these dynasty leagues? I'm like, this sounds outstanding. And so, yeah, we put one together. You know, we got 16 committed owners and enrolled with it. Yeah, that's a, that is a huge thing is having people that are committed. I can say I've run, I've run leagues for years and years and years, and they were always redraft up until a little bit ago. And when I had, you know, I get people in that, you know, they were a friend of a friend and they wanted to jump in because they heard about the idea and thought it was neat. So they jump in, but halfway through the season, they they just didn't care. And uh, as a as a commissioner, I could the frustration is ridiculous. You put so much time and energy into preparing this league. All you want is for everybody to enjoy it. And when somebody when somebody kind of gives up on it, I can understand that frustration. I can't say that I ever even would think of walking away from it at this point. What what was the now I have now I have more questions. What was what was that like uh, when you're not involved in fantasy football after being so involved? Yeah, um, it, uh, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, you know, I, I still followed sports. Uh, you know, I watched football every weekend anyway, and I just sort of uh, enjoyed the sport and followed more games and just sort of enjoyed watching it. I mean, there were still people that you know tried to convince me to join their league or commission their league. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm really hyper competitive about this. And I didn't really want to join a a casual league with somebody that's like you said, you know, may halfway through just sort of stop paying attention and things like that. And I was just like, I didn't want to risk, you know, getting, you know, upset with friends and things like that or people I knew. And so I just, I just relaxed and focused on other things. Uh, and then, you know, people were like, oh, have you tried auction? Have you tried dynasty? And I'm like, these sound like interesting things. Let's talk <laughs> some more. And that, that kind of pulled me back in. Yeah, that's, that's what ends up feeding this addiction is when there's new and interesting things. So when you're watching a game and you're not involved, were you still seeing a stat line? And did you still immediately calculate what the fantasy point value of that stat line was? I was pretty good about it. I was pretty good about it. I even, you know, no, I, I was not. No, but I mean, I ran some unique scoring systems sometimes, so it was always kind of weird. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I still, you know, hung out with the people that were like, oh yeah, good for that guy. I needed him to score on my fantasy team, you know, even though I didn't, you know, have a stake in it at that point. I still, you know, I, 
you know, I, I, I rode with their, my friends' teams for a bit and enjoyed that a little bit. But, uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I talked to people about their teams and stuff like that. But, you know, they were mostly people that were in, you know, halfway casual teams. And so you hear somebody that they did just something absolutely crazy in their draft, and you're like, oh, it's, it's one of those leagues. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you know, you guys are having fun. Do your thing. That's cool. I'm happy for you guys. I mean, I – there were people that were like, oh, you should commission this league for us. And I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> so then when you when you did start hearing about the Dynasty Leagues, was this home Dynasty Leagues? Were, were you on Twitter at that point and starting to research stuff? Where did that come in at? So, I mean, I, I had a Twitter account, but I was not using – I was using Twitter for NFL news, um, but not for Dynasty news. It wasn't until later that I started realizing just how much, you know, Dynasty resources are out there on, on Twitter – uh, and that's just been wonderful. Um, just so much good content. But no, I mean, when I when I first got into Dynasty, I mean, I was following NFL writers and and and, and things like that. Um, but I was not uh, up with the, the Dynasty community on, on the Twitterverse yet when I started my league. All right. Well, let, let's get into this league that you started a little bit. Uh, first of all, how did you? How did you? Before we even get into what's just unique about it, <laughs> um, which is very unique. How did you go about selecting players? Were they people you used to play with? I, you know, you said you were on Twitter a little bit. Or did you take any Twitter people, or was it just people that you knew in person? So it was mostly people I knew in person. Um, I, I, the majority of people uh, I knew either, you know, there's some people that I played with in college that I got back in this, um, you know, a couple coworkers and and some good friends, uh, actually, you know, and they've all become better friends. And then there's, you know, there's there's a few people that are, you know, people I don't know as well, but that are friends of people that are in the league. Um, but I say, you know, I'd say a good 10 to 12 of the people, you know, I know personally, um, you know, hang out with. The other people are people I've gotten to know better. Um, but, you know, we have a couple people that are, you know, other time zones and other, other areas of the country, and I've never met them. <laughs> yeah. It, it it's a unique way to bring some people together that you've never met. And then also, like you said, tighten some bonds. Uh, it's cool that you reached out back to people that you played with, like in college and stuff. What was that like, you know, to give you a chance to reconnect with some people you had lost touch with? Yeah, certainly, certainly. A good friend of mine from college, you know, we kind of had a conversation, you know, rarely on email, you know, but, you know, sometimes now that we've gone from like email to instant messaging, you know, you end up having these really short conversations and then, um, but yeah, I've actually kind of gotten closer with him probably as a friend over the past few years with this Dynasty League because we'll start chatting about that or texting about that or whatever, and then it'll naturally progress to something. It's it's weird, but it works. <laughs> and it, it does work. It's, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, NFL, NFL Network, I think, runs the commercials all the time for NFL fantasy about, you know, like, if you don't have fantasy football, what do you have to talk to people about? Uh, and I mean, that's, it, it, when those commercials came out, that's just genius because it's true. I mean, I yeah. talk the I talk fantasy football to people more than I talk probably about anything else, except for maybe my kids, depending on the audience. Um, but uh, you know, that's what people talk to me about, and that's what I talk with them about. And that it does it ends up starting a conversation that ends up going elsewhere. And you know, it, <laughs> fantasy football is great. All right, let's. Yeah. Let's get into this this league that you've created. So it's a dynasty league, and it's 16 teams, right? That's correct. All right. So the math for a 14-team league is pretty easy to set the regular season and playoffs. 12-team league, also pretty easy to set. 16-team league is an extreme challenge to set, uh, you know, unless you want to do, like, multiple conferences, multiple weeks of competition, stuff like, you know, stuff like that or – some crazy just the top two get in and so you just completely changed the way you run your league get into that a little bit on how you determine your champion and everything okay so what we do um so we have 16 teams as you pointed out um you know i i chose that i wanted to roll with bigger deeper rosters if i wanted to go dynasty i wanted to make sure that you know that we had large, large player pool, um, so that this was as much like Dynasty as possible. Um, but as far as playoffs, um, as far as the postseason, uh, it ends at uh, week fifteen. So we have uh, fifteen weeks of play. We do double headers, so you play two teams. Uh, we we use as most people do. We use the wonderful site My Fantasy League, 
and we use double headers. And so you play two opponents every week. Uh, at the end, we only have games for weeks 1 through 15. So NFL weeks 16 and 17 just don't count. Uh, and we go by the best record overall um, after those 15 weeks. So you have 30 games, and the, the best record determines your league champion. So what what brought about this idea of I'm just not going to have playoffs anymore. My league doesn't need them. Uh, honestly, I actually, even in college, I actually was able to pull this off in redraft leagues. I got, I got people on board with doing it. Um, so just, just roll with it. And, and that was before MFL and double headers, that, that whole concept. So I've actually done this in redraft leagues. Now that's, that's a totally different game, but, uh, honestly, it was, it was sort of the concept of, you know, Hey, why is week 15 and week 16 more important than weeks one, two, three, um, you know, in the NFL and, and, in the NFL, you know, teams need time to gel and learn new coaching systems, and they bring new players on and new coordinators and all that type of stuff. So in our regular sports league, we love playoffs because teams get better over time. There are plenty of teams that have looked okay to pretty good during the regular season, but come playoff time, they just took it to another level, and they game plan and they scheme. Well, as many other people have said, you know, this is fantasy, it's not NFL – my team doesn't, you know, my players don't talk to each other. I'm not out there coaching as much as I, you know, <laughs> love to do that. But, you know, my players don't necessarily get better week to week. They might get worse. You know, they all vary. And so it was sort of, you know, hey, why, why does everything come down to these two weeks? You know, if you, if you performed well for 13 or 12 or 14 weeks, you know, why, why is that that one week mean – just immensely more than these others. So, you know, we just kind of roll with it. And uh, it actually, if anyone out there is a, a soccer person, they'll know a lot of like European soccer team leagues actually run that where they don't do playoffs. They'll, they'll run actually the EPL, English Premier League. They actually could just, you play everybody twice, one home, one away. And it's actually the best record for that. So there, there are, there are, as crazy as it sounds, there actually are sports leagues that don't run playoffs. But, yeah, it was really that concept of, hey, why is this one week so important? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's it's, it's a unique idea. Uh, I mean, when you started telling me about this, I was intrigued by it. At the same time, like, I don't know, I'm so addicted to those playoffs and that, that, that feeling of that. Uh, it's, a, it's a stressful feeling, so I would probably be better off not <laughs> – having playoffs in leagues because then you feel that I would imagine, well, week 15, you probably still get a little of that feeling if you're in the running, but uh, uh, has there been anybody in your leagues that have suggested, you know, can we, can we figure out a way to do something of a little bit of a playoff or do people just jump in knowing, Hey, look, this is how it is. And we're never, that's a, that's a rule change. That's never on the table. We actually, um, me and my co-commissioner, we set that up. We said we were going to do it this way. Um, you know, we've gotten pushback on other things, but strangely enough, no one's pushed back on this. Uh, everyone's been okay with it. Uh, we do get that last week uh, where things got interesting. Uh, we had, so with the double headers, you know, you can have some variations. So we did have, um, so we did, the one nice thing that I like about it is it keeps everybody kind of motivated. Um, you know, late in the season. I mean, yeah, I get it. Maybe some people aren't, but there's still like this, this awesomeness of upsetting a top team late in the year. Um, but we had this, this concept, uh, we had this thing last week, actually, it wasn't a very important, meaningful NFL game. It was, uh, the lions at the saints for Monday night football in the end of week 15, but we had second, third and fourth place all within a, a 16 bundle. And, you know, we were obsessive. I had, uh, like, four people in our league over, and we're all there with our cell phones and refreshing the scores after every play. And it was all these places were up for grabs. And it was exciting. You know, people were even – some people were even posting on the chat or the message board, you know, kind of following it that that we're watching there. And it just kind of, you know, rather than just, hey, there's two teams playing this week and that's it, there were all these teams that kind of had some spots up for grabs. And so it got people's attention that way. Now, I mean, you know, it may not always end up like that. And this one, we had somebody that had first locked down with two weeks left. 
Um, so first place, he just you know, he really took care of business, and and so first was kind of locked in, but all the other positions were up for grabs. Um, so it made that it made our week fifteen pretty exciting. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool that you can still get that excitement. I I was wondering that how often somebody locks it up and makes even weeks fourteen and fifteen completely irrelevant, but. The, one of the reasons that they stay relevant is you pay out more than just the champion. Uh, how many places do you pay out? Yes. Yeah, so we, so we pay out uh, the top three and then there's a, there's what we call a, a fourth place consolation prize. Basically you get your money back, uh, the, the buy-in back for that. And that's based on the uh, best all play record of the teams, not in the top three. So, you know, even though you're playing double headers, you can still potentially have an extremely high point total and a poor record. I mean, it, 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 it happens in regular, it happens in everybody's leagues. Everyone's probably had that league where they're like, I have the second highest point total and I finished under 500. It happens all the time. But, you know, using MFL, we use that all play record to give somebody that, that consolation prize, <laughs> we call it. Um, where, yeah, if you have the best all-play record, not in the top three, uh, you get that back. And that best all-play record can be up for grabs, too, and that, that gets kind of interesting. That We actually, the first year, we based it around total points, and then we ran into a, a strange scenario in the last week where, and I don't remember the details, but there was something weird that happened where somebody could actually conspire with somebody to make it work whatever. So someone had the great idea, Hey, let's use all play record rather than most points because it makes it, you know, it works a lot better. It's harder to lock it down. And that, and that was, it worked out really great. In fact, and yeah, somebody that had a huge lead on the all play record that was going to, was not going to finish in the top three in the last few weeks, it actually, again, came down to Monday night football. The guy that got fourth didn't even realize he got fourth until the next morning. I uh, got it by one win. I mean, it came down to the absolute wire. Um, in addition to that, we actually have weekly payouts. So about 60% of the pot, a little over 60% of the pot goes to those, uh, those, those end of season. And then 40% of the pot, we do a small payout for the best three scores each week. Um, so we had a guy, I'll give an example. We had a guy that I think he finished second worst, third worst, you know, he, but he had like, I think because he had like Aaron Rodgers or something, he just had a few big weeks. He was a terrible team overall, but had a few big weeks and he got, you know, almost half his buy-in back. So there is like kind of a motivation that, okay, Hey, if you have a bad year and and everyone loves, you know, okay. Oh, bad year, but I get to rebuild. But at the same time, you know, you can have a bad year and you still get something and you don't walk away empty handed. Um, Yeah. I I love love leagues that have a whole bunch of payouts. Uh, Winning is cool. And winning a huge pot's really cool, but I mean, winning and getting a decent pot is still just as much fun, and it allows you to give more money to more people, and then more people, they, they, more people are trying to win more games. Uh, on back to the all play, just a little bit, just for those that don't know. Then, so in your league of 16, 16 teams, basically the all play is your record versus or your points versus everybody else's points that week. Then, correct? So you essentially yeah. play. 15 games in a week for the all play all play uh, calculating correct yeah yeah and and when you use mfl it it does it for you it's great yeah. so it just puts it in the standings and you can just look at it yeah um, so there's no no actual work there so literally going into your final week you could be down by 14 games and if you end up being the highest score that week not only are you going to win the weekly prize for the highest score, but you're also going to win 15 games and jump all the way up to the top then, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's possible in that scenario, you'd have to have the best and your opponent would have to have, you know, the worst. So it's, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool that you can have a, have a swing that big. I mean, yeah, they would have to have, you would have to have the best and they would have to have the worst, but there's still a chance and it gives you, it gives you a little something to continue to kind of watch and play for. Now, I'm curious, uh, in week 16 and week 17, you watching the NFL, you obviously had the experience of kind of watching with no fantasy implications, but uh, for this particular league, do you do you miss it? Have you tried to figure out a way to incorporate at least week 16 when the NFL season still matters? 
Um, you know, we, we've just kind of let it go at this point. Uh, haven't incorporated anything into it. Um, we actually, you know, there was a couple people that were like, I think they were joking around. I don't think this happened, but they wanted to, you know, they wanted to play each other for that week. Cause you know, it'll still calculate the scores for your, your players so you can do whatever. Um, so I, I think a couple people like wanted to play each other on the side. I don't know if they did. It was just side hmm. conversation. So I don't know if it actually happened or what. Um, it, was, it was two of the guys that were from out of town. I don't know, but you know, so, I mean, there's, there's easy possibilities that if somebody wants to, you know, be like, Hey, let's just play head to head for a six pack or whatever you want to do. You know, you can do something like that if you want, but we, we officially, we don't have anything going. We haven't really discussed anything about it at this time. Everyone seems to be all right with it and they roll with it. I, I think you have an opportunity there to make week 16, like a rivalry week. And uh, everybody pick a rival going into the season and, you know, whatever, make that your rival for five years or whatever. I mean, this is a, a dynasty league, so everybody's going to play until we're all 185 years old. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm in I like it. now. I'm in one league now with rivalries and it's, it's taken on a life of its own. Uh, me and my rival, we go back and forth all the time. And now we're in a whole bunch of other leagues literally just to try and beat each other it, as much as we can it i think you got an opportunity there make 16 if, especially if people are already wanting to play just like a uh you know a customized head-to-head -head, hey i want to play this guy for a six-pack or whatever that that could bring a, could bring like a little it. bit of uh, a little element of fun to week 16 especially if it's they're not going to pay anything extra unless it's just to each other or like you said bet a six-pack something that's Something to something to give a little bit of a an edge to playing against a particular person every year in that week, for you I know, love it. I love a given it. amount of time. So, all right, well, you, you've got you've got a lot of unique uh, unique things in this league beyond just having no playoffs. So, let's go over some of the score. You you clearly are uh, in the very same mindset that I am. That why would anybody continue to play? You know, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, tight end, kicker, uh, defense, special teams, you know, and just no people. Like, you have gone off the board with, with your scoring system, which is fantastic. Uh, let's touch on first, uh, you have you have distance scoring uh, for quarterbacks, you know, depending on how far the touchdown pass is thrown. Now, do you see actually a lot of variation in that, to, or does it still end up coming out to be where – it's kind of average and the, and the rankings end up being the same or is there a particular quarterback that might actually, you know, excel because they're throwing more deep touchdowns and less, you know, short touchdowns. You know, I've been meaning to run some stats on that. Um, I have not, it's hard for me to answer. I mean, I think, I think there are some people in, in my league that look for those big play quarterbacks as a result of this, rather than the people that are going to throw the, the one yard fades. Um, but, you know, honestly, it all kind of averages out because even if you get the long touchdown, you're getting the yards anyway. Um, so it's not it, – it, it's a minor bonus, but it's, I don't think it ends up being that much of a factor. I, we just set it up because we just felt, okay, look, if, if you throw a one-yard, you know, fade route, we just thought there was a difference there than some of the bigger plays, and we wanted to reward that. Um, you know, things like that. So th that's kind of why it got set up. Uh, yeah, I need to look into that a little bit. I, I feel like there's a couple guys. We have a couple guys that have traded, like uh, the, I think the first or second year, somebody traded three, two or three years ago, somebody traded for Flacco. And I I didn't talk to him, but, I, you know, you got to wonder if the, the, the big arm Joe Flacco concept, you know, had an impact in that trade. And, I mean, I, it, I it's like you said, it's only a small bonus, but I – when there's little things like that, I I think people actually probably overinflate the bonus that they expect it to be, and it ends up being kind of a trap. Uh, that's why I was wondering if anybody's fallen into that trap. Maybe although Flacco, he's an elite quarterback, obviously. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, go. I I I wondered that. Do people actually target a guy that you know just throws deep balls more? I I have a feeling the scoring would probably still average out if you run those numbers curious about that yeah. you, you have you have another you have another scoring option for quarterbacks that i i have always kind of wondered um quarterback efficiency is a 
huge thing. Quarterbacks that just throw terrible incompletions, they should not get credit just because they're, you know, if you're a volume thrower and you throw 60 times a day or yeah, 60 times a game and you get a ton of yards, but you're only completing, you know, I don't know, 30 passes or something. It, I have always wanted to penalize that somehow. A guy that's just sitting back there chucking it over and over and over. How did you incorporate that into your scoring system? Um, so basically, and we have, um, we do, so you get points for, and points for completions and points deducted uh, for incompletions. So we do a, let's see, what is it? It's a, it's a, uh, 0.64 point. It looks like it's 0.54 a completion oh, and yeah, negative 0.6 for an incompletion. Right, right. Yeah. So we do that, which basically means your quarterback's going to get a bonus if he hits over 54.54 repeating percent. I mean, just whatever. We tried some different numbers and that just kind of came out as the best. Um, but yeah, you know, we wanted to give people it's not a huge bonus, but it does add up. I mean, yeah, if you get a guy that goes, you know, 27 for 31 and but doesn't hit your 300-yard mark or something, yeah, you're going to get some points out of that. And I thought, you know, and like you said, versus a guy that goes 15 for 32 for, you know, 300 yards because he hits, like, you know, three big bombs but, you know, hits the incompletions. Uh, obviously – well, I shouldn't say obviously, but when you're watching your own fantasy quarterback, it does get frustrating because every <laughs> realize every incompletion is, is hanging at you. So whether it's a drop or your quarterback does something risky or even even a throwaway, you're like, okay, well, wait, oh no, that that actually hurts. Um, oh yeah, a throwaway. That's I wasn't even thinking about that. When you actually cheer for your quarterback for making the right decision to just throw away the ball, but then you have to think. Oh, I just lost some points because of that. Yeah, and I, so my my current dynasty quarterback in this league is Matt Stafford. So I've certainly ridden that roller coaster. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, he, from from complete inefficiency to him somewhat improving under Mr. Cooter there. Uh, so wow, it's uh, I, luckily I have not watched many Lions games. Uh, that that is so those Lions fans out there, they do ride that roller coaster. They have heart attack games, that's for sure. Yeah, I I, I like the I, I've seen some leagues where people just give like a you know 0.1% per completion or 0.1 point per completion. And I've always thought that's just I, I didn't I never liked that scoring system because then you're only giving the quarterback more points just for basically throwing, 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 but you're not right. doing anything for when they're doing terrible at their job. Uh so I love that you actually have it set to take away points for incompletions. If if this is something that gets introduced into a league, I, I think you have to go with both of them. Uh, yes. Did you have a, Did you have both of them from the start, I assume? Yeah, I actually did that. I did that in redraft leagues back in the early 2000s. Um, so I've, 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 I used to incorporate that all the time. Um, yeah, always, you have to have them both for the reasons that you exactly laid out. You can't do one and not the other. Otherwise, the quarterback value in your league it's going to fluctuate to some way that you probably don't want it to. Yeah, and I agree with that. Not, and I'm a quarterback lover. I love quarterbacks that running backs can just, I don't know. They, I don't even know why they're in fantasy football anymore. They're next. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Running back folks, I, I, I like running backs. They're just not valued in most, in most scoring systems. So, uh, all right. Well, I, was there a reason that you chose the 54 point, you know, 54 repeating percent? Or was that just uh, how it worked out? Because it seems like in today's, in today's NFL, it looks like, I mean, most quarterbacks, I think the target a little bit higher percentage of completions. Yeah, it was uh, it was a balance. Um, I didn't really want to go to multiple decimal points for the uh, completion and incompletion. So, you know, we tried like – but we wanted there to be a – you know, if you do like a, a 0.1 minus 0.2, then it's, you know, a very, very minimal. And obviously that, that ratio is very different. But – we wanted something where it would actually impact the QB scoring, but at the same time, they weren't too far off because, yeah, we didn't want it to overtake the position. Um, so you didn't want something where it's like, oh, a point for a completion and, you know, minus 1.2 or something. We didn't want it to to- – it was meant to be something that had impact on the position, but not a super impact. Yeah, uh, that, 
it was that's, it was trying to strike a balance. Yeah, and that's perfect. Just little tweaks in scoring systems end up doing a lot a lot of things. And a lot of times, people if they want to try and increase value in a position, go a little bit overboard. So if you're considering this in a league, folks, test it by going a little bit at a time because it's really hard to go back and take scoring away if you overdo it. People don't like to give that scoring up. So as you, if you decide to increase scoring in, in ways, go, go a little bit before you go too far. Now, we'll move on to the uh, uh, another position that you have in this league. And this, I've, I can say I've never seen anywhere. Um, I have seen defense special teams combined. I have seen, you know, kickers on their own and, and IDP out there. I've never seen somebody just say, all right, we're going to have special teams. So what brought that about and how does that work? Oh, boy. So how it happened is, is interesting. Um, you know, we wanted to do this, and at first it was going to be defense special teams. Um, but then we were like, well, hey, we might want to do IDP at some point in the future. So let's not put defense in there because then if we do that, then we'll have some double dipping between the defense and the IDP, and we didn't want that overlap. So we said, hey, let's just pull the defense out and make it special teams. And, I'm, and I've done this before. I've, I've done leagues with fantasy punters. Uh, it, was, it was fun. Uh, fantasy punters, fantasy kickers. Um, but, you know, the, the, the frustration with that and why so many leagues have gotten rid of kickers is nobody wants to – you know, make a waiver claim because they have to pick up a kicker, you know, you, that extra roster spot for the kicker's bye week and all all those types of things are your, God forbid, you know, your your kicker, your punter celebrates with uh, celebrates and hurts himself a la Grammatica or the, uh, was it the Jacksonville punter uh, Hanson with the axe? And, you know, those type of shenanigans that are just like, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, so we, we did it by team, and this took into account, uh, basically it took into account the punting, um, so punts inside the 20 uh, had some value there, I think three points. And then um, the, the kicking, uh, variable length uh, points for the field goals. And then um, we also took into account the actual special teams coverage. So you actually lose points if you allow a block or if you allow uh, a touchdown on the return. And by, obviously and if you get the block or get the return uh, touchdown, you get the points for that. Um, so, so we did, we did it that way. We don't do strictly like points per return yards. We just do a bonus. If you hit a certain amount of either punt yards, uh, punt return yards or, um, kickoff return yardage. Um, but yeah, so it, it mostly ends up being, don't get me wrong. The majority of the time it ends up being because of the kicker and the punter. Um, and there's, there's some fluctuations there, but obviously the, the special teams, um, you know, you have those big weeks. Uh, I'm a Patriots guy, and so that that there was a week, uh, not last season, but I think in the 2014 season, where the Eagles special teams just went absolutely nuts. And uh, you know, it was it was that they had multiple special teams touchdowns, and I think a block too. So it was it was a huge week. Uh, so it does add some variability, um, which I've gotten some pushback on from my league. Um, they don't always like that because uh, you can't predict it, but there is. If you do some work, there is some good prediction numbers on the punters and the kickers. The kickers, I think everybody kind of – people track kickers a lot. But there is some good numbers out there on the punters and their ability to, you know, land punts inside the 20. Um, so I, I've got – it is unique. I've definitely gotten a little bit of pushback on the special teams. But the variation between the special teams – isn't that big at the end of the season. I mean, there is, there's usually like these three elite special teams uh, usually on the year. And then there's kind of like this, this big middle tier after that. And then there's some bad ones. So now do you have red zone by chance? I do not. Uh, I do not. I usually uh, frequent my local pub and uh, just swivel my head around as best I can. Okay, because I'm wondering, for, for those in your league that might have red zone, they make a point to cut away from punts, and when they show a punt, they actually apologize for showing it. <laughs> uh, you, you oftentimes hear, I'm sorry, the only live coverage we have right now is a punt, so we're going to yes. show it to you. In your league, there's probably somebody that's actually watching that game and cheering for a punt. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, I mean, it is. I 
I can't even tell you the name of any active punters in the NFL. Uh, I can tell you the, basically the depth charts of most <laughs> offensive offensive teams, uh, but I I don't know if I can name one one punter right now. And I kind of now I'm kind of wishing you know that's a that's another aspect. I mean that we fun. I have gotten rid of defense in a lot of leagues this year. This will be my first year playing without a defense special teams unit. And I'm already kind of missing it a little bit. Cause there's, there's a little part of me that wonders, am I going to, I like watching it when my, when my team gets a sack or an interception, like that's really exciting. I have other leagues that have them, so I'll probably be okay. But yeah. uh, you, you've gone the other way while people are starting to eliminate defense and special teams. You're highlighting special teams, which is very interesting. And I think it's kind of cool that you uh, that you you thought in advance that you guys might transition to IDP, and you did it in advance to make it so that you don't have to worry about that transition. Which is that is good planning. Um, yeah, we, we were on that. we looked at all that and we just said, hey, we want to make this interesting and unique. Uh, but at the same time, we knew we were going for sixteen, and we knew we didn't have sixteen people right off the bat. Uh, jumping and clamoring for this. And uh, so we were like, well, let's not do IDP because that might really scare some people. Um, so we left the door open for it. And honestly, right now, uh, I haven't gotten enough people that wanted to do it. So it may not ever happen in this league. I, who knows? It, it, I, I kind of wish we could, um, but, you know, it doesn't seem like I'm going to get enough people to, to be on board for that. I'm still personally a little bit scared of IDP. I've talked to a lot of people that tell me you are the right mindset for it. Trust me. Once you jump in it, you're going to love it, which is why I'm scared of it because I, <laughs> because I, I'm already, I'm already so addicted to the games that I play that if I add IDP, I just, oh, I, I'm, I'm I, used to do addicted. I used to do IDP in redraft. It was a blast. It was a blast. I really loved it. Um, I knew, you know, so many of those defensive depth charts and so many of those guys and you had now redraft is a little different. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you get those in the early two thousands, there was obviously a little bit more running. So you grab those middle linebackers on bad teams. So the best linebacker on a bad, bad team or the, maybe a safety on a bad team and you just watch them rack up the tackles. Yeah, that's what really gets me about IDP is like the best actual defensive players are the players you don't want to have on your IDP roster. I mean, aside from like J.J. Watt, from what I'm told, uh, he's still pretty good even in IDP leagues. But I mean, like the best state, you know, Richard Sherman, like people don't want him in IDP leagues. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the tough part. Uh, like I said, I'm not in it in this league, but when I've been reading about it recently, yeah, I mean, corners are tough, you know, because if they're good, they don't get thrown at. So, yeah, once in a while they're going to have a pick, but they might have, like, two tackles and, and like, two pass breakups because the quarterbacks are just going to be like, I'm not throwing anywhere near that guy. All right, here you go. When you incorporate it, since th- this seems like it would be right up your alley, when you add IDP, uh, give negative points for, like, thrown at. Uh, you know, for when they've been targeted, because then, then basically getting a zero might be a good score, and Darrell oh. Revis all of a sudden has a good day when he does statistically does nothing on the field. Yeah, I, I like that. I is that I don't even know is that is that a, a track stat that the NFL <laughs> stats uses? I don't even know. I don't know. It shows they always show it. They show it. They show that stat during games all the time, they where uh, where they say you know like thrown at six times. And gave up one, you know, one ball was completed. I think they show that yeah. a lot. I mean, trust me, if I, you know, when I go incorporate this and, and when I started this league and when I ever incorporate a position, I mean, I, I go into MFL for me and I look at every single thing that you can use and just be like, let's use, let's see if this makes sense. I mean, we, we did this with ours. That's how we ended up with some of these variability. And we ran the, we ran the scoring reports on past seasons and just saw what it did. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're a customer of this site. They do a great job, but they provide all these features. Look at them, see if they work for you. Yeah, there is. I, I've done that too. <laughs> I've looked through the scoring things, and there were things that I've found that I'm like, I never would have even considered that. And then once I see it, I'm like, I totally want to put that into a league. It's and I, th- you know, they put all those in because other people have they're playing in leagues that have it, and so there's. There's all kinds of creative people out there putting these crazy things into effect. So 
if you're on MFL, you really should look through every single scoring, every scoring option. Um, so I do want to ask uh, just kind of some general commissioner questions. Do you do you commission other leagues as well, or is, is this basically it at this point? This is basically it at this point. Um, I, you know, there'd be some other leagues, but I think I'd end up involving some of the same people. So I, I'm eager to look into other leagues, and I've tried a couple over the years. Um, but I, to be honest, I've gotten bored of some other people's leagues. Um, you know, I, I joined a great league with some great people uh, last year, but the scoring system was just sort of, oh, we're just going to use the defaults. And they didn't really tell me that when I signed up. And I was kind of like, we're using this awesome site. Why are we using the defaults? And it, you know, it didn't work out for me. I, you know, found somebody else to take over and, and did it that way. So I, I am definitely open to, to either running another league or, or being a part of one. Um, just, you know, just finding something where I get to try new things definitely is what I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, a regular, I can't say that I will jump in really any regular leagues anymore ever like yeah. ever again it's got to be something that that grabs my attention uh unfortunately my mind doesn't stop thinking so i'll probably just keep creating i'll probably keep creating leagues which is which which takes too much time uh well, and now with and to be honest with the great dynasty twitter community and all this stuff i mean you know you could just be one of those people that just like hey i'm gonna create this great idea of all this wacky scoring system i mean we saw some of that with the, the scott fishbowl and things like that where just try a new system and see if people get interested in it and and see how it goes yeah i mean there was the 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 scott fishbowl there's i know there have been multiple dynasty leagues that have formed with that scoring system just because people liked the scoring system so much, and they said, I, I want to play in a dynasty league all around this, and I don't think those had any trouble really filling up. I, you know, if it, for just the just kind of the the regular 12 to whatever 14 team dynasty leagues, I think those all filled pretty quickly for people that were doing that. Um, all right, uh, is there do we, we miss anything on this league? I think we touched on oh, we we need to we definitely need to touch on the name of the of this dynasty league give out this awesome dynasty league name <laughs> all right so i gotta give credit to my co-commissioner john for coming up to this so we the name of the league is wait wait wait, wait. first off he's got a great name all right go on <laughs> so uh the name of the league is Sha dynasty uh for those who um you know watch their tv it's uh there's an episode of uh, always sunny in philadelphia where the woman's name is Sha dynasty and if you uh you know emphasize the syllables a little differently you get the idea of why she's named that way um, yeah i can't say you know and i i looked it up there's other people that use that name but it's great i love it it is it is a good name the shady nasty is uh is a, is a, is a great place to go you know <laughs> oh man she dynasty so i i i like seeing that i actually there's one league i jumped in this year i jumped in based only on the fact that it was called uh the gang formed a dynasty league <laughs> it is completely always sunny in philadelphia all the team names are based on it oh. the graphics uh everybody's logos I mean, they, literally, I I joined a league because I love that TV show. So it's I named I, I took over an orphan, which was hot garbage. So yeah, I, I have that going. Well, I named the team Dumpster Baby. So <laughs> that's great. So it's uh, it's it's pretty fitting. Uh, I hopefully at some point I'll turn this Dumpster Baby into a star. We'll yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah, change the team name at that point. We'll see how it goes. I, I do like those leagues now that are that are coming up with a league name and having their teams um, with, with league names. Somebody posted something on Twitter, and I do not remember who. It was probably a Dynasty writer. Um, but they had a league where it was like movie titles, but you had to use the rookies' names in them or something like that. It went around Twitter for a while. And oh, wow. It was like, dude, where's my crew or something like that. Oh, was, you know what I did? See, yes, I do remember seeing that, and I remember thinking – Man, some of these people are creative. Yeah, like, I, can, like, I, can, like, I might just join this. You know, I, I would like you. I would just join a league based on the, the names. Like that sounds awesome. That's terrible that we would. <laughs> that's uh, we're both sick, sick in it the was head. Terrible, man. Shout out to who uh, I can't remember who did that, but it was wonderful. 
Yes, I, I and I remember seeing multiple ones get posted and thinking, oh, those are those are good. That's and I think I think those people like did logos and everything. They went all out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. People people go way overboard. Uh, if everybody's looking for a logo, uh, <laughs> at Fantasy Graphics, Andy Mateo, previous guest on this on this set, on this show, he can design a league for you or a logo, whatever you need. He's done some work for me, and it's. He is fantastic. Trust me, your league will it's worth it's worth the cost to make your league site look so good. This is a website that you're looking at probably on an almost daily basis if you're somebody that's listening to this podcast. So you might as well have your league invest a little bit into making it look super appealing. So all right. Uh do we did we hit on everything now? I wanted to make sure I got the name in there. Did we hit on everything that's kind of unique about this league or did I miss anything? I, mean, I think those are those are the big things. I mean, yeah, definitely keeping those rosters big for Dynasty and all that fun stuff. But yeah, no, the the special teams is definitely a unique thing. But uh yeah, the no playoffs thing is actually I have not had a single owner in my league come back and say we need to change this. I mean, now part of that was we wrote it in the original rules, so maybe that's why nobody, you know, said anything. But we had special teams in the original rules, and I, I still get a couple owners that are like, "We need to get rid of this." Uh, the special teams, they don't like it, but everybody else does. But the playoffs, I have not had a single complaint. Nobody in my league has said, "I miss it. Bring it back." So I must have done something that at least made them happy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're doing a good job. I'm looking forward to whatever you come up with next because I'm <laughs> hoping I'm hoping that you message me on whatever the. Uh, whatever the crazy league is that you come up with so that I, I can hopefully get in on it, but uh, got it. All right. Well, you listen to the show, so you know what's coming next. I, I have to ask just a few little out of the league questions just to get to get to know Jeff a little bit better, you know, cause we all don't know exactly what some of your favorite things are. What, what, what kind of card games do you tip? Would you play if you had a choice of one card game you could play, which one would you pick? Oh man. Oh man! Oh, card games, man. Um, I, oh, if, you know, with the right crowd, I think I'd just stay with Texas Hold'em right now. I think that's still my game. Um, I I was we used to play Spades a ton just for when you have just a foursome. I mean, we oh man, we got in serious arguments with friends over Spades. <laughs> um, but no, Hold'em just just a Texas Hold'em game is is definitely the one that I find the most fun. I love it. It is fun. I, I'm also a poker junkie, and I still love the fact that you can find certain places to go and play on your own on the computer if you really want to. It's Hold on. I'll, I'll give a quick shout-out because I just got that game from the Oatmeal called Exploding Kittens, which is a lot of fun. It's a card game. It's kind of a, a Russian roulette. You can you draw to end your turn, and if you draw an exploding kitten, you lose. Um, but there's cards that you can uh, check it out. It's kind of fun. There's a, there's a fun game you can skip or take a card from an opponent. or It's kind of simple, but it, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great game. And you said it's called Exploding Kittens? Exploding Kittens. Yeah. All right. I might have to. Uh, that's all I do with my family is we sit around and play games. Like When we get done here, I'm heading over to my parents. We're going to sit around, grill, and I'm going to play sequence sitting at a table. So that's my plan for my big day off. Uh yeah. So I might like, exploding kittens sounds like a game that we would probably enjoy. Strategy yeah, games are te- my Yeah, we're gonna teach it to my wife's family at the beach this year. So we're doing there you go. good deal. Uh next question. We're gonna stay on games. If you're having a gathering, which which group game comes out? Trivial Pursuit or Cards Against Humanity? Ooh, I oh I think at this point, probably well, it really depends who's at the party. <laughs> <laughs> In general, in general, I'll say Cards Against Humanity just to have some fun, um, just to keep it light and just have some fun with it. Just did that a couple weeks ago, and it was a blast. My wife had never played Cards Against Humanity, and she's like, this is great. It was just a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a game that you're right. The, the crowd determines whether or not you can play that game, and then the crowd the crowd determines the level of entertainment that you get from that game. All right, we'll move off games. Those are fun. Uh, you already said you like Always Sunny. What what about top TV show? Hit that up. Oh man, I'm I am much more a movie person than a TV person, but I I, I don't get into as many TV series as most of you guys do. I, I like the comedies, so I'm more of a 
and Always Sunny and South Park and Silicon Valley. Uh, I, I like more of the comedy side of things as far as the ones that I watch all the time. Uh, I, I did get into like Fargo and True Detective, and I've been watching the, uh, the HBO series The Night Of that, that started recently coming out, and that's been pretty good. I might get pulled into that. I think it's coming out soon on HBO called Westworld. I'm, I might get pulled into that. We'll see. My wife is big into all the TV shows, and I am not. So she loves her Game of Thrones and her Mad Men and her, you know, all those shows, and I am not as much of a TV person as she is. That's okay. It gives you a chance to sit there on MFL and look through teams and stuff. So. <laughs> exactly. She watches, and I do my research. There you go. All right, final question. Since I said I'm going to a grill out, what toppings should I put on my burger? Oh, man. Um, hmm. Well, if you got to bring them, that's a little different, but... No, 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 no. I, I'm not bringing anything. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I like going with some of the, like, the breakfast burger almost with the bacon and the egg and throwing some hot sauce on there. I mean, obviously, maybe not the best thing for your health, but I love I love going with the, the bacon egg and maybe some mushrooms and throwing some hot sauce on there. Uh, wow, that... That is a good burger. I will say, when I go to a place that has a bacon egg burger on their menu, that is almost always the one I get. I, I don't see it in a lot of places. I mean, unless you go to like gourmet burgers, they all have it. But uh, you know what? I just go to some random restaurant. If I see that on there, yep, that's that's a winner. I don't know that I'll get. I don't know that I'll be able to get anybody to make me a fried egg on the grill. Yeah, I, probably, probably not on the grill side. I could probably put some foil down and get it made. Oh, I might, have to, I might have to try it. So, all right, Jeff, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, give everybody your information on where they can follow you to find out about these crazy leagues that you're going to be coming up with in the future. I think you're, I, I think you are motivated. You seem motivated to, to start trying some more. So give some people yeah, some information yeah. where they can find you. Yeah, I'm a, best place to find me to talk Dynasty is uh, on Twitter, uh, JE7F. So it's like Jeff with a seven instead of that first F. Um, so that's probably the best place to come at me to talk Dynasty. Uh, my posts are sometimes Dynasty-related, sometimes other sports, so I'm kind of all over the place on my feed. But I, I love uh, chatting with the great Dynasty community out there on Twitter. So it's there's some great, great people out there, including you, man. You, got, you do some great stuff here. I love this podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks, thanks for joining me. Uh, ask for me. You can interact with me. I am at EmpireFFL. Show email is fantasyinsanitypod at gmail. I, I thanks thanks for joining me, Jeff, and everybody out there listening. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Take care.